What's going on, everybody? This is Rick Adams. Alongside with me is Jack Farris. This is JNR's Puck House, episode three. Put it in the history books, folks. Listen, this is going to be a short podcast, about 40 minutes. Don't know exactly. Can't pinpoint it. We just want to wrap up the games during the week. It is Thursday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo 2022. This is a great time. Playoff hockey. And uh, let's get right into it. Jack, say hello. What's going on, everyone? Jack Farris here. I think Rick gave such a good intro. I don't really have too much else to say. I'm just thinking about what the games we're going to cover now. But, uh, yeah, happy to be talking to you guys again. Wrap up all these games. And then, uh, you know, at some point over the weekend, we're going to get into a longer podcast and get you guys uh, really set up. That'll be the longer longer one for you guys to listen to on your commute or whatever it may be. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. I love it a lot. We got a bunch of exciting games to really wrap up here. It's... uh Really, really maybe an unexpected one with Toronto. Let's jump into that. Game Absolutely, one with yeah. Toronto against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, who would have thought Toronto coming out like that? I know they're home. I know they got the fans. You know, that that's just something yeah, else. They I exploded. Think, yeah. I think they're tired of being, uh, you know, the, you know, just the, the team everyone kind of rips a little bit, you know, and just, oh, they're not going to be able to get, get past the playoffs. They're in Toronto. They're fired up. They came out flying. I think that's what that comes down to. And uh, maybe Tampa wasn't ready for it. You know, Tampa's yeah. a playoff team. They played a lot of playoff hockey, and I think Tampa was, you know, not really able to, to shut them down. They weren't expecting that. Matthews was on fire, and they came out flying. And like you said, they're motivated. They don't want to keep losing in the first round, you know, and they're not playing Boston anymore. And, of course, they got Tampa, which is probably an even harder matchup, I think. But uh, Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not going to be easy. But, yeah, they came flying out the first game, at least, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, both teams, I don't think they could be taken lightly. You know, Tampa can't be taken lightly, and same thing with Toronto. I think that's what happened with Tampa. Maybe they thought, you know, two-time uh, reigning Stanley Cup champs, who's Toronto, you know, maybe they're thinking that way. Maybe that was their mindset. And, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, they bounced back game two, you know, but... Yeah, I think Tampa two, game two settled down and said, yeah. all right, they play, and... John Cooper's a good coach, and he was able to coach them and kind of figure out what Toronto was doing, I think. And like I said, I uh, you, you could totally match up Toronto and Tampa offensively. They both got weapons. Matthews, Marner, yeah. Nylander, these guys could score. They're, they're skilled. but um, And so is Tampa. But I think the difference with Tampa and the edge with Tampa is their blue line and their goalie, and especially their goalie. Vasilevsky's going to be the game changer, and that's why, t- you know, series is 1-1, but 100% I'm still, in, I'm still riding on Tampa. I'm still uh, They're still my pick. Yeah, I um, I was very hopeful after game one, but then I saw how Tampa played in game two. You know, uh, took a large lead and everything, but Toronto still showed some resiliency towards the end of that game. And I know, you know, you could argue, oh, well, every time every, every team is going to play desperation hockey in the last two and a half minutes in a playoff game. Yeah, no shit. But, you know, they... Did show signs of life, signs of resiliency. So it's still a lot of hockey left. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be really exciting to watch that series. series. Yeah. Yeah. I really, think, I think that goes to seven. I, I don't see it being wrapped up in five. I don't. I just don't no, see yeah. it. I what I'm calling it now. I, I you know you know your guy the guys that are gonna score on both sides, whether it be Kucherov and Stamkos and Point and you know the guys that are gonna make a difference for Tampa and get the series done are the Sorellis, the Brandon Hagels, the Nick Paul, the Corey Perry. The Ross Colton, those guys in the bottom six, the depth players that can score some goals. Um, they play big and physical. They penalty kill. You, you see, like, 
if you watch, actually watch the, the game uh, game two, like Toronto got some power plays and you know Tampa was shutting them down and they yeah. know how to clog the middle, they know how to play physical. Oh yeah, that's gonna be the game changer. Plus the goalie, you know Toronto's not gonna be a cakewalk and it's gonna be entertaining because they're a good team, they're a skilled team, but they don't have the depth and they don't have the goalie for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting for sure. I was kind of like, in the first game, I was kind of like, well, what happened, Tampa? <laughs> you know? It's kind of like, what's what's going on? But, uh, yeah, no, game two, they pulled it back together. And, uh, you Toronto's know. motivated, if anything. You know, it? Oh, yeah. They're 100%. They, they're Toronto, motivated yeah. to prove yeah. everyone wrong. 100%. Definitely. 100% of the same last so. episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think they're going to be able to, but they're motivated to. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. That's, that's what's going to make it so interesting. Absolutely. Um, fun to watch. That's more important. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's dive into Carolina and Boston. Uh, that first game, they just completely dominated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've said it before. It's hard for me not to root for Tampa. I mean, not for Tampa, for Carolina a bit, just because they have so many ex-Rangers, <laughs> you know. And uh, But, yeah, they're they're such a good team. they got so much depth, so much firepower up front. Um, and you know what? So does Boston. You know, Boston's got good, you know, some good forwards up front. I just think Caroline might have some more depth. You know, those two lines can really go. They can really, you know, get turn up the pace, and they know how to play physical. And um, Yeah, they're getting it done without Freddie Anderson. So if he comes back, the plus for them, and their decor is getting it done offensively and defensively. So, um, yeah, it's 2 nothing Carolina, and Boston's struggling against them. Boston's getting pissed, too. If you're watching the games, they're... They, you know, they're taking stupid penalties. Yeah. They're cross-checking and slashing. Carolina's in their head. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to lose. You know, Boston, how much time do they really have left with this core? Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are getting as good as they are. Bergeron, Marchand. You know, those guys are getting older. You know, so they they want to win, and I don't think they can beat Carolina. I think Carolina's a better team. And they're proving it, that's for sure. Yeah, so far. You can't give Carolina power plays, too. That's what I was talking no about way. last night. You can't take dumb penalties against them. They're going to, you see, you know, Tony D is just power, you know, quarterback in that power play. He gets shots through every single time, smart passes. You have Sveshnikov on the right side, Taravine on the left. You got Aho distributing it. Like, you can't take, you can't take a stupid penalty against them. You can't afford it. They're going to score yeah. nine times out of ten. No, you're right. You know, eight times out of ten maybe. Yeah, it's, that's not how you want to play them, taking dumb penalties. That's nope. for sure. Nope. Um, you know, I, I said it frustrated Boston. Yeah, I, you know I said it uh, last episode. Player to watch in that series is Nino Niederreiter. I You're couldn't right. wait to bring him up when yeah. I texted you, Jack. Um, I the said guy stole. He might not have played as well, but he he played pretty solid. Yeah, no. Listen, he might listen. He might not put the puck in the net every game, but he does the dirty work and he make you know he wins his face off. Yeah, yeah, he's a team player. He's a two way player. We all know that. But uh, Nino Niederreich said he's going to have at least three goals this series, and he's already at three. I mean, the third goal was an empty net goal, but a goal's a goal. Yep. You know? 100%. So. Tony D's got four points in two games, by the yep. way. Yep. Yep. I had that written down. QB in the power. Yep. Um, love it. Jacob Slavin's playing sick. He's love, all around great. I yeah, love Slavin. He's, de- de- even like the underappreciated guys, uh, Brady Shea, pretty solid player. Good yeah. skater. Former, big, big former Ranger. Former Ranger. <laughs> Brett Pesci's solid. Yeah, they're all blue line solid, you know. It is, and they can move the puck, and yeah, I, I think Carolina's beaten Boston for sure. They're like, you know, we all know everyone listening. They're up to two nothing now, but yeah, they're uh, Boston's in for it. Boston's in. For it looks like something was off of Boston, 
You know, like they weren't clicking. It just didn't. It just just something seemed off. Game one, they didn't really look ready, and game yeah. two, they got frustrated and they started yeah. taking stupid penalties and they couldn't rebound from it. That's what it came down to for me. You know, if you're watching the game, I don't think they were ready for Carolina game one, and I think game two they tried to play physical with them, and Carolina can play physical, and they're giving it back to them a little bit, but Boston was getting pissed. I think Carolina's outskilling them, and you know. Yeah. All throughout, you know, all three lines are outskilling them. Yeah, all three. And they're yep. pissed, so they're they're, they, they're taking the stupid penalties, like I said, and you can't do that against Carolina, you know. One thing I have to say is, uh, you know, not only is their defense playing great, I mean, Carolina all around is playing great, but they're, they don't have Freddie Anderson, right? They no, have, no. They have, like, they got even the their Russian, goal, even Russian goal? kid, Kachekov. He's yeah. He's a rookie. I don't, honestly don't even know where he came, if he's from the KHL or if he's one of their draft picks, but he's he was in their system and they brought him yeah, up and he's they, playing solid. They're playing great. Yep. It's It's... It got us. You got to give it to them. You know, you can't. You can't yeah. discredit it and just give it all to the day. You know. And the Kachekov, he looks like he's pretty solid. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I think that goes to show even more so that their blue line is, is so good. Right. That right. No matter who they're in front of, they're going to be able to defend. Yeah. So. Yeah, I. Uh, I think I think the Bruins do get a win or two. I just uh, I think Carolina wraps it up soon, and. Uh, I don't know how soon, but I, I think I'm for sure I can guarantee it that uh, Carolina could be wrong. Well, Boston's but. good enough to come back and put up a fight. I'm not counting them out completely. Like you know, wouldn't shock me if Boston, you know, next game and you know became tight again. But um, there's no, there's no no doubt that uh, no doubt that Carolina's. I say Carolina in five. So, think so, yeah. yeah. Only one, yeah. All right. I think Boston wins and yeah, wins right. one, maybe makes it tight. I can the next see game. it. Yeah. At this pace, I can see it. You know, at this rate, I really can. But it's a seven-game series. Boston's not the type. They're not the type of players that are going to quit. I don't think any NHL player is going to quit. But you no. know what I mean. They know how to. No. They know how to dig deep. These guys, Marshawn and, and uh, McAvoy, even though he's young. I mean, Bergeron. All those players are playoff experienced, and they're not going to give up. So, wouldn't be shocked if they. Uh, they make it a tighter series. But it wouldn't shock me if Carolina just keeps flying and then sweeps sure. them either. Like, either way, it wouldn't surprise me. So that's, that's a fun series to watch for sure. They're in trouble. Down 2 nothing in a Game 7 series. I mean, you know, 7-game series. It's a pretty big detriment right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. Let's, uh, let's dive into Capitals versus the Panthers. Um... This that, was, that one surprised me. This, yeah, this really surprised I'm just me. I'm out the Washington, uh, the Caps completely. Me too. But me too. And I, I didn't really get early, to. But. I really didn't get to watch much because I was uh, so heavily invested in the Rangers versus Penguins game. Yeah, and we'll, too, we'll, we'll get into that later. We're gonna see the best for last. But um, you know, that game. I really thought the Caps would be more physical. It it was a very physical game, both teams, but. Florida apparently totaled them out, you know, on hits. But not that that means anything. Look at the scoreboard. But, um, you know, you still got to watch for Oshie and Wilson in front, man. You got to, you know, you can't just take them, you know, even Wilson, like, still all around good. Might be a goon and all this shit that people say, but he's still a hockey player. He still can put the puck in oh, the yeah. net. Yep, no doubt. And uh, those guys are battle-tested guys, you know. They've mm-hmm. been there. They've done that so that they've won. They've played a lot of playoff games. They know it's a different. They know it's a different game, you know. So 
some of those Florida guys don't have a ton of playoff experience, right? So that's something to keep in mind. They have some, but definitely not as much as Washington. Mm-hmm. I still think Florida gets it done. I, you know, you can't I think hit the so panic too. button just because Washington wins one game. Yeah. But uh, give Washington credit. They they have some guys that have played in the playoffs. It's experience. And they know how to play. They're experienced. And uh, I think Washington's goalie played great, too. So. Yeah, v- uh, Vita Vanacek, right? Vanacek, something yep. like that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he yep. had a good game. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, you know, I, I don't think Borbosti played terrible. I don't think he did. It's just, uh, it looks like the Capitals are just able to capitalize more. Oh, yeah. No pun intended, you know. It's they can, just, they uh, can score, like you said, uh, Rick, there. They can score those greasy goals in front and the, and the yeah. tip-ins and the jam-ins. Yep. And the, yep. You know, they're not afraid to go to those areas. You watch, though, if, if it gets to the point where Washington, if it gets tighter and more competitive and Washington takes dumb penalties like Boston is against Carolina, if you give Florida a lot of power plays, they're going to score goals. they got a ton of skill. Right. Barkov, Huberto, uh, Duclair, all these guys could score, you know. So you uh, you got to watch for that, and I, I think Florida still wins it. But, I mean, hey, if, if Washington, you know, if Washington's able to beat Florida and upset the Panthers, that's kind of crazy because everyone's yeah, counting out the Caps. I didn't hear too many people picking the Caps over the yeah, Panthers. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, would, I didn't pick them. I think no one guy for Washington to watch is uh, – Anthony Manta, because you see that Washington gave up a lot for him uh, two years ago now. I think that was the year that COVID started, right? That deadline before COVID. I believe so. Um, you know, they gave up a lot for Manta. Then he had a bad injury. He was out for a while. He was out most of this year. But he's a big dude, big physical forward that knows, you know, he could definitely score goals. He's got a nice shot. So, uh, you know, if he steps it up, that's one guy that a lot of people probably didn't really think about because he was out pretty much the entire year. Yeah. So uh, Under the radar, Anthony Manta. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you can't really count out Washington. you got still got Ovechkin scoring 50 every year. It's tough to count those guys out. Yeah. John Carlson's an awesome defenseman. Yeah, he's he so doesn't good. really get talked good. about too much, at least this year. Of course, he was talked about the year they yeah. won the cup. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, wouldn't be, you know, blown out of my chair if Washington won. But <laughs> I, uh, I still, you got to go Florida. Just, they're just that good. They're that skilled. Yeah. They have such a good year. Sam Reinhart. they got... A lot of depth on forwards, you know. They Aaron Eckblad is like the equivalent to John Carlson in my opinion. Yeah. So that Giroux addition, you know, Giroux. Yeah, they're uh, what comes down to Florida. Bob Bob Rapsky's gonna have to play well, and if he doesn't, they're gonna give the kid Spencer Knight a chance, yep. who looks like he's gonna be really good, but he's also still young. He's a rookie, so you're putting right. a lot of pressure on a kid. Big to, pressure. You know, yep. To become the number one guy, but yeah, yeah, I still got Florida winning it, but Washington's gonna put up more of a fight probably than I originally thought. So let's uh. No, I agree, Jack. I agree. Um, it's just going to be interesting how it, how it plays out, really. I, like I like we said earlier, the uh, I didn't expect the the Caps to to win Game One, especially on the road. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll see. I, I still got the Florida Panthers winning. Let's uh, let's dive into Avalanche versus the Predators real quick. Um, like I said last episode. You know, this was really going to be a team that just a first seed totally takes over and dominates. Uh, what is it, the eighth seed? Whatever you know, whatever the fuck it is now these mm-hmm. days. Um, so old school standings and whatnot. But um, yeah, this is this is where you just see a, a first seed totally dominate and take advantage. <laughs> um, what was it? Five nothing. I think it was seven four, seven three. No, the final score was what seven two, but it was five nothing in like the first period. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, 
But that, I just couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, it was 7-2. I shouldn't say that I couldn't believe it, but I didn't expect it just like that, no problem. No, you yeah. know, five goals, no problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I I mean, secretly, I was kind of rooting for Nashville a bit. Uh, I like a lot of guys on Nashville. I like Matt Duchesne, and I like, I like Ryan, Duchesne I like Joe Hansen, even though he's not what he used to be, and he's not putting up the points. I still like him, though. Imagine if Duchesne was still on Colorado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they probably wouldn't be able to afford him. No, I know. Like it's, just like that, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Colorado's nasty. We all know that. I don't have to tell anyone that. But uh, I think, you know, you're going to see Nashville come out and play harder next game. They just got kind of embarrassed. Yeah. But that just goes to show you that how good Colorado is. Kale McCarr is, I mean. He's, he's filthy. He's like. He is filthy. He's going to be this generation's Bobby Orr. Yeah. 100%. At this know? rate. He's so friggin' good. But um, their forwards are good. Yeah, I mean, Colorado's going to win. I mean, yeah. De- Devin Tays. Look how good he's playing. That's, I know. I wish, wish the Islanders kept him. Everyone talks about how great Lou Lamorello is, and he is. He's a smart guy. I know that. But that might be the that might be the biggest make- mistake he's ever made in his career. Especially letting Letty go. You know, they even more so him, Taze. I mean, I think I know. No, right, right. But I know Tays is kind. Of, he's playing with a bunch of great players. Which of helps, course, but yeah. you still have to be good to play that good. He's yeah, you've got to be able to keep up. He's putting up points, playing it defensively. They, I think they made some good adds to the deadline, Colorado. Like, uh, Lekin and Lekin, I like that play up and down the lineup. Yep. Penalty killer. Um, they got a nice blue line, obviously. They added some like toughness. I think they're they're quite old and Kemper keep playing well. But I think their team might just be so good that it's they're going to be able. To, you know, if he makes a mistake and lets a soft one in, they're going to be able to make up for it. They're just that good offensively. Right. You know? Right. You know, speaking of McCarr, like. That goal that he scored, I, I I swear I've seen that exact goal like four different times. Like that's his like sweet spot, his hot spot. He, you know, he's able to pivot on his skates. Yeah, like it's yeah, he makes just it look pump easy. the brakes. Yeah, like, and he gets down on stops on the line. Yeah, just, yeah, he embarrasses. I forgot what defensemen. I forgot what team it was against. I fucking could have been against the Islanders for all I know. I, I don't remember exactly, but. I was watching one of the games this during the regular season. He did the same, almost the same move. And whatnot during that 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 game the other night, and um, he fucking just backhanded it top shelf short side. I'm just like, how is like, how does he just, how do you do that? I know. How do you yeah. do that? Like, there's a reason he makes nine million a year. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's so good, so fun to watch. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. They're gonna win. Um, I'd like to see Nashville put up a little more of a fight, so it's a more interesting series. Yeah. But if Colorado keeps smoking them, they're gonna be sitting home resting for their next series. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right, let's dive into Minnesota versus St. Louis quick. <laughs> this is this is what I have to say. Minnesota, what happened game one, and then St. Louis, what happened game two? All of a sudden, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, St. Louis is my pick, um, but you know they're scared. You know Minnesota scared me a little bit. They got some some depth and. You know, those guys, Erickson Eck and, and guys like that, yeah. that you don't really think about. And, like, they're not, like, top, top-tier superstars. But, like, they get the job done. And they're getting the job done right now. Um, right. St. Louis looked awesome game one. Um, you know, sure it, it's... I still think they win. But, yeah, Minnesota bounced back big time. And uh, that's going to be a real interesting series because I think that's going to go back and forth. Two good teams. Nick Letty actually got hurt. For the Blues, so he's going to be out. So they're going to lose that depth. And I know you mentioned Letty, but he's going to be hurt. But uh, Tory Krug's been playing awesome for them. He's another guy that's yeah. played a lot of playoff hockey with the Bruins. Yep. And uh, you know he's he's really good. He's an undersized defenseman, but he knows how to play like bigger than he is. And he can move the puck he too. Can move he, the puck. He's not a uh, 
you know, strictly D you man. He Pareko's, can move. Yeah, he was a stud. You know, stud in the back end, and so is Justin Falk. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the, I think St. Louis is going to get it done, but it's going to be a real interesting series. Minnesota's going to definitely put up a fight, and um, yeah, I can't wait to keep watching that one. Yeah, you, you know, tomorrow. you know what's funny is uh, you you bring up Eric Zanak, like that another guy who's under the radar. Great season and. Jack and Rick, you know, we, we follow the league religiously. Maybe Jack has heard of him before. I've honestly never heard of him before until this year, until this season. Um, I, I never knew who Eric Sinek was, and then I saw him just putting up points after points after points. And uh, I'm like, wow, this guy's pretty good. Um, I think that's a guy to watch in the playoffs here in this series. I mean, throughout the, ser- uh, throughout the playoffs, the guy can put the puck in the net. He's not shy from that. You know, he's he's proved it in the regular season. Can he prove it in the playoffs? Uh, that's going to be, you know, something else to watch. But, uh, you know, we all know Kaprizov is a stud. We know he's good. You know he's great. He had a yeah. hatchet last game. Um, well, what's interesting for me is a lot of people are giving flack, not to cut you off, but uh, no, it's okay. so a lot of people are giving flack to Jordan Bennington all season. And, look, Vili Husso shut Minnesota out yep. for nothing. He was playing against Minnesota game one. He had a shutout. He Husso's played unbelievable. Good. Bennington was playing against uh, Minnesota last night, and he got you know six goals against. I know. So I know. I, it's like I think you kind of have to roll with Huso. Got to go with the hot goalie. So see, gotta go with the hot goalie. You're gonna see they're gonna roll with Huso. Bennington's gonna be uh, the back. Weird for him because he won a cup and right. played so good with them a couple years ago. But that's why I was saying last episode. Maybe it was the first. I remember saying it last episode is uh, the only thing that concerns me is St. Louis's goaltending. But with Huso playing like that in Game One, yeah, you don't shut out a team like Minnesota for zip in the playoffs unless you're good, right? And I, I mean, it does, yeah, listen, like St. Louis has a pretty solid blue line, but still, you yeah. gotta be a good goalie, you know? Yeah. So I think they, you gotta go back to Huso for Game Three, no doubt about it. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting series. I know you got St. Louis, but. I think I got Minnesota, but we'll see. That's why we do this. I love talking about yeah, it. It's competitive. Let's talk about it. You know, competitive. You know, competitive edge there, but uh, we'll see. Nothing like some healthy competition. Absolutely, we'll throw a little money on it. Maybe yeah, it maybe we will. Maybe we will. You know, risky a, Rick. A couple cases of Miller Lite, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <Saturday night. laughs> Buy a bottle of wine. There we go. I know Jack likes his wine. A little red vino every once in a while. <laughs> sure. Um. I want to dive into Edmonton versus L.A. Game one was crazy. Game one was crazy. Um, McDavid is so good. When he scored that goal, I like I was like half asleep and I saw it, and I jumped out of bed. I was like, what the fuck? I know, yeah. That was just I honestly didn't just watch unreal. much of that game. I, it I, was late yeah. for, for us on the East Coast here. You know, I, I don't got remember. work the next day and yeah. shit, so... I, I wasn't paying too much attention to it, um, but I did see the highlights. Yeah, they uh, the first game was weird. It, it made you worried if you're an uh, Edmonton fan because LA won. And uh, <laughs> as much as LA doesn't have like that firepower, like you got to give credit to guys like Kopitar and Dano. Like they're yeah. so good defensively. And Trevor Moore, and they're able to shut guys down. I mean, they were shutting down Drysital and yeah. Nugent Hopkins and trying to shut. Jersey down played team. great game one. Yep. I have, um, you know, Trevor Moore. Had three points game one. I mean, that's... Brendan Lemieux scores a big goal for the yeah, X-Ranger. Yeah, yeah. No, X-Ranger. Um, but, uh, yeah, they... Listen, LA's going to put up a fight. But then, you know, it's it's another one where the, they come back and yeah. they get 6 nothing. they get smoked. Well, so it's, it's funny because 
I really, you know, no offense to Mike Smith, but uh, my I think Mike Smith costed them that game in game one. But um, but then he comes back in game two and fucking plays lights out. I know. It's like it's weird. if you could do that, I feel like I feel like you earned the game three start then. Yeah. You know. It's it's yeah it's a weird dynamic like you know. It, L.A. goes in, has a tight game, winds up beating Edmonton, and now Edmonton right. smokes him 6 nothing. Like, I know. It's, it's weird. There's a it lot of parity in hockey, but then in the playoffs, that happens, just like right. Toronto-Tampa series. So it's it's kind of weird. It's just I think coaches make adjustments, and yeah. if you're a good coach, you can make an adjustment and be like, all right, these are how these guys are going to play. This is where they're going to pass the puck. And the, those you know those coaches are smart. They watch a lot of hockey. They watch a lot of video. Right. They kind of know how plays are going to develop. And you know that's, that's the only thing I can think of. And I think goaltending matters, too. Goalie could have a bad game. Yep. Next thing you know, he has a good game. Or right. You, you right. ride. You know, you roll a, a goalie that, you know, wasn't your starter, and you know maybe your starter's playing bad, and the, right. You know, yeah. The backup winds up having a lights out game. Smith put, finished the street season strong. I think he was like six and zero the last six games he started in yep. at the end of the season, and they're like, all right, let's go with him, and it yeah. makes sense. You got to go with the hot goalie, the fresh goalie. It's it's what you got to do. Yeah. I think LA is going to put up a fight, but I mean, yeah, they're sneaky good. Yeah, they're sneaky good. I think for the the good of the league, though, you got to. I think McDavid has to go deep in mm-hmm. the playoffs because I don't know how much longer he's going to want to just either lose in the first round or not make yeah. the playoffs. So, I think I think McDavid and Drysdale are too good to not get out of the first round, even if LA yeah. playing the way they are and LA's playing hard. They they're too good. They're superstars, like legitimate superstars. So they have they have to get past the first round. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, not to get off topic and talk about future and whatnot, but I really do think that Edmonton is just one like elite goalie away from being a big time threat, like a big big time threat. Yeah, so, yeah, and they, they're gonna have they have their guys locked up. You know, McDavid, yeah. McTriceller, and Hopkins are all locked in. So yeah, if you could, you know, guy like Evan Bouchard, if you keep him locked like in him. there, and then uh, you get a, an elite level goalie, yeah, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with for a long time. There's no doubt. I think uh, I think Evan Bouchard, if they could lock him up along with Darnell Nurse, it's gonna be a uh, they're just gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Like I said, I, mean, I know, yeah. That's those are two good guys, and and yeah, Darnell Dar- Nurse is a stud, and we he all is, know that. he is, and he, hopefully he stays. I mean, he's a, well, he is. He's in a long term contract with Edmonton. He is. Like, so he's locked years, up. Good seven or eight years. Good. good for. I mean, it's good for like like I said, like our boy Griffith. Like, you don't want to see him have to buy another jersey. So obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's seven years that he's locked in, and he he really is good defensively. I mean, if you look up his contract, he may be a little expensive, like he a little maybe a little overpaid, but I think Edmonton has to do that. Yeah. They see a, a legit defensive He's defenseman. proven it, though. He's yeah. proven it. He's, he's a tough guy. Yeah. He can contribute offensively. You know, yeah, he's he, solid, and they need him. He might not be a Kel McCarr offensively, no, but of he can still move the puck. He, he has a good shot. Yeah, guy's a professional athlete, and Edmonton realizes it's a little tough to get free agents there. I think so they kind of have True. to pay. They got to pay yeah. a nice price if they want to keep guys. Yeah, um, I thought to Philip Deneau, right? Yeah, they had got a good him game. from Montreal. Yeah, he's solid defensively. He doesn't he, he doesn't he, put he up crazy good. offensive numbers. He played numbers, good on the Kings game one. They get the game winner. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's under the radar. He's good defensively. He, he wins faceoffs. He does all that little stuff people don't always notice. But uh, yeah, he's an awesome player, no doubt. He's under the radar, like I said. He's yeah. just, you know, he's not talked about a lot, but he's gonna, he's gonna show top level players. Like, look how good he played for Montreal when Montreal went to the cup. True, it's very true. You know, so it's crazy how Montreal goes to the cup and then they're just bottom feeder. Yeah, you know? that's it's so thing that weird. could happen for them. Is so weird Shane, how right? that happens. Yeah, true. Yeah, they're probably gonna get it. <laughs> probably gonna get it. Yeah. Um. 
All right, let's dive into Calgary versus the Stars. I thought uh, <laughs> I thought the game was a little boring. <laughs> I didn't even pay um, much attention. To I really, either, I really didn't either. But um, I like a lot of players on Calgary. I like Matt Chuck. Yeah, I always said like a draw. Yeah, I always said I, w I wish that guy was on the Rangers. I tell my dad that all the time. It's that player <laughs> they need. But uh, yeah, he's got like hot, I think he finished with 102 points for the season. And he's a playoff type of player. And uh, it's one hundred four, I believe. Yeah, so, said it last episode. And Goudreau, like you know, they're just they're both so good. They got a, a nice blue line. Markstrom yeah. is is unbelievable. Jacob Markstrom might be the one of the goalies that gets talked about the least. That's so yeah. good. I believe yeah, everyone that. talks I believe about Vasilevsky. That. People talk about Shosturkin. Yep. People talk about Freddie Anderson or like uh, you know these goal Carey Price when he was playing at that level. Like, but Markstrom is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't think he really gets talked about he, enough. He he's really good. He definitely is. I just I'm sure Western Canada. I mean, I'm sure there's podcasts that we haven't listened to in Canada or something. Or I'm sure if you watch Twitter on TSN in Calgary or Edmonton, they're talking about him all the time. Yeah, he's that yeah. Good. You got to realize how good he is. I'm just saying. I guess we're on the East Coast and we don't hear about him as much, but he's just so good. He's unreal. Yeah, he is. And even though I, I don't know, he's great. Don't get me wrong. And, I, and I'm, what I'm about to say, it's not like. Um, no bashing, but I just feel like he wasn't even tested really that much in game one. He really wasn't. Dallas had 16 shots. I know. You know, we know he's good. He's proven yeah. it. He's good. They got him to the playoffs. The guy's a good goalie. But more shots. What the yeah, fuck? I 16 think the, shots? I think the thing with Dallas is In like, three periods? That's crazy. Yeah, I know I, Calgary's good, but... I think the thing with Dallas is like, you know, I, there's guys I like on there like uh, Miro Heiskanen and a few guys, but... I think some of their players are just inconsistent. Like a Rupe Hints, like I think he goes through yeah. like forty games of doing not much, and then he plays really well for fifteen. And, right, you know, right, right. And I think Sagan and Ben had so many good years, and they're still good, but they they make a ton of money, and they've had a lot of injuries, which it's not their fault, but it's affected the way they play. I think. Yeah. And I think they're getting older, and I don't think Sagan's gonna play the way he played when he was twenty seven or twenty six years old. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So. Um, how old is Sagan now? Thirty one. I don't know. I remember playing maybe thirty NHL eleven or ten, drafting him in Hall. Yeah, you know. So put it that way. Yeah, he's the age of Hall. <laughs> Hall's probably thirty, thirty one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not even so much the age. It's more so he's had a lot of injuries. You know? Right. So that's true too. Yeah. And, uh, Forget about the. You know, their goalie in Dallas is. It's right now. It's Ottinger. I should know this. I didn't like. I said I didn't pay much attention to Dallas Calgary game. But, I uh, didn't. I didn't think Ottinger played terrible. It's just yeah. I don't think the offense helped them out at all. He's um, a young goalie still. Yeah, so. I thought. Listen, I thought Dallas played okay. I thought the defense played okay. They blocked shots, you know. But when you go zero for five on the power play, that doesn't help. Yeah, you know, they listen, needed help. Ottinger Cal needed help. Calgary offensively, you know. Calgary's coach Daryl Sutter is the one that won the cups for LA, and they know how to button down and play that strict defensive shutdown game. Play physical, you know. Stop the opponent. Just that sh yeah. that shutdown day. They know how to play it. Daryl Sutter knows how to implement it, and he did. And when they need a goal, they know how to score a goal. Because look at their forwards. Yeah. So um, <laughs> unreal. Yeah, I think Calgary's definitely gonna win. I mean, I don't know if I said it already, and I hope I did because the more I think about it, my West definitely Calgary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, li listen. Like I said, uh, I think it was last episode. Um, Elias Lindholm too is another guy. What do you yeah, have? Forty he had, goals. Yeah, yeah he had that. Go? He had that goal. The uh, the power play goal. Yeah. Uh, last game. The, you know, go up one zero. 
listen, I my buddy Bear said it. He goes, I asked him two weeks into the season. I said, oh, who's your who's your you know Stanley Cup winner? Two weeks in, just for the hell of it. He he said Calgary Flames, and I laughed it off. I'm like, okay, but now look, but now look, you know, so. Like no. I said, they're not, you know, you're a New York or Boston guy or something. Like, you're not really thinking about Calgary as much. But right. look at their roster, man. It's, you know, Mack and Chuck, Goudreau, Lindholm. Um, that guy, Michael Backlund, on the uh, the second-line center, how good he plays defensively. Right? Like, they got a lot of players you don't think about. Mangiapane scoring. Um, Hannafin's on the back end. Um, Rasmus Anderson. They got some good blue liners, so... And Markstrom, like we talked about, yeah, they're they're a good team. They could totally win. Absolutely. And having a coach like the outsider helps. I think co- the coach helps. You know, they're not everything. The players are professionals, and they're going to go out and do do the job the way they know how to do it. But yeah, having a coach to say the right things and you know know when to push guys and not push guys, I think is important. Yeah, I think I think I think the Flames get it done in five. I could see the Stars squeaking in one game, but I really think the Flames just wrap it up. Um, Sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, I think the only way the Stars are even competitive is if Sagan and Ben step it up and play the way they're supposed to play. Right. And, uh, you know, that kid Jason Robinson's really good. He scores a ton of goals. But right, right. I don't know if he's necessarily like a playoff-style player. I mean, we've talked about it. Like, the guys that score a lot in the playoffs, those greasy goals. Like, he's, he's like a sniper. You know what I mean? He's not really a, you know, get to the net. Watch, he'll probably tomorrow score three goals in front of the net like and make me look bad, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just Calgary's too good, like like we've said, and they're they're my West Coast pick for sure. I like. I think they got enough enough depth on the blue line. They don't have the best blue line in the league, but I think they got enough to get it done. I think so. And uh, their forwards are unbelievable, and you know they have everything. I mean, look at Lucic. She could throw hits, and and he's the enforcer. No one's gonna be, you know, going after Goudreau because you got Lucic breathing down your neck, right? Mm-hmm. They got depth. Uh, Tyler Toffoli's another guy that we don't really I talk about. That. That I he's love on that addition. I right, love that addition. Right wing sniper, a lot of yep. playoff experience. One with LA, with Daryl Sutter in Calgary. You know, so listen, they when you just put, pick apart their roster, you realize how good they really are. And yeah, your buddy is right, and I, I agree with him. I think Calgary uh, Calgary's my West Coast pick for sure. I agree, Jack. I agree. So... The most anticipated part of the podcast. Save the best for last, like we did last episode. Listen, game one, New York Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crazy game. Who would have thought triple OT? But who would have thought that that was goalie interference? <laughs> that's how we're going to start it off. Yeah. Um, And that's coming from an Islanders fan. Um, what I will say... Is that uh, Jack actually texted me and pointed it out that uh looked like Doomlin, right? If I'm pronouncing it right, made a little bit more contact, if not the same, with Co- than uh with the goalie than Kako did. So I don't yeah. want to waste too much time on that, but uh, what I will say is, and sorry for all you Pittsburgh Penguins fans out there, but uh probably gonna be screaming at me after this. But if Crosby makes that play that Kako did, that's a goal and the game's over. The refs would have gave it to him. That's all I'm going to say. What do you think, Jack? I don't know. I mean, I'd like to say that because I'm a Ranger fan, but I don't think my bias goes that deep. I think, uh, you know, it, it all depends on the ref and what they see. And, you know, some refs make bad choices out there. But I think that um, 
I do think that it should have been a goal, just based on watching Dumoulin give Kako a shove, and then he's kind of the one that took right. him out. I've read stuff online like uh, that it was, you know, Kako was headed towards the goalie, and he would have made contact with him anyway, regardless of Dumoulin being right behind. I don't know. It's tough to say. I th- like I said, I think it's really up to the refs, but, uh, you know, someone's seen that and thought it was, you know, no goal. Um I think if Shashurkin got taken out by, uh, you know, Evan Rodriguez and that, and I seen that happen, I'd be yelling that it should be no goal, you know, um, because that's just the way you are as a fan, right? So I True. think it's kind of discretion, and I think it's up to the refs and and them making a decision on what they think. But uh, yeah, that was a tough one. But that was a tough one to watch because we, you know, I, I would have loved to see Kako get a, a big goal for them because he was hurt for so long and we're kind of waiting for him to break out, but. Right. You know, to have him score a big playoff goal would have been pretty damn cool. So it was a letdown, but, you know, Rangers played good. Well, well, Cheadle scored the goal, but he just made that crazy pass on his back, you know. Um, what a play, man. I mean, how do you even get the pass off after that? That's just uh, it's just something else, man. It's it's This is why these guys are professionals, you know. Yeah, um, 100%. I mean... Just the game itself is so long and drawn out. Oh, my I mean, God. Back and forth. Both teams Triple played awesome. OT. Yeah. It was all Shashurkin, in my opinion, coming mm-hmm. from a Ranger fan. Um, I mean, obviously, Kreider had that sick goal. Um, yeah, the shorty. The yeah. shorthander. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it all it was all Shashurkin. It was just, you know, Igor Knight. You know, it yeah. was just all him, you know, save after save. For how many saves he had. I think it was like, 85. Something at the end, like yeah. That. Yeah. They crazy. They played awesome. Um, so did Pittsburgh. You see Pittsburgh was really clogging the neutral zone. Like, they weren't able to really set up Panarin in his tracks a lot of times. Um, it got physical, you know, a bit. Um, that's one thing. You know, the Rangers are definitely a more physical team, a little more intense, I've noticed. Like, guys like Goodrow and Reeves. Even Keandre Rooney. Miller. Yeah, they're playing physical Truba. Like, they're, they're, they're getting in there and playing that greasy hockey, you know, yeah. which I like to see. Um that's why it's a good matchup against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's yes, got a lot of guys is. that can play against the, you know. With Pittsburgh, I, I said it from the start, it's going to come down to Crosby and Malkin hat just playing out of their mind and playing big and play, and scoring big goals, and that's what they did. Malkin scored <laughs> that big goal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Shurkin's going to have to keep standing on his head. Um, but the Rangers' big guys are going to have to step up and yeah, play. you got to be consistent, the big guys yeah, on the Rangers. Yeah, you know. Crosby and Malkin are going to have to be consistent to have a chance of beating the Rangers. Right. And if the Rangers want to beat Crosby and Malkin, Zibanejad and Strom have to step up and score. Panarin. Ryder's got to keep scoring. Panarin's yep. got to keep doing what he's doing and try to break through that, you know, you know. The mold there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's... it's. Uh, Speaking of goal, uh, goaltending, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Casey DeSmith, you know? I mean, he played great. I know he... What, he leave in the third... Uh, the third overtime? Yeah. Was it the middle of the third overtime? And then fucking Luis Domingue pops in? Like, what? Yeah, then he gets in. I haven't heard of him since he was on Arizona. He played pretty solid. Rangers, played great. Rangers tested him. Played great. Uh, and then he had the interview after the game, and he was just like, yeah, I was eating Chinese food and sitting down like before this. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was yeah. like, what? In the middle of the second overtime? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had like a big Chinese meal or something, but... uh. Yeah, I, it's, I can't wait to watch tonight, I'll tell you that. It, it's tough to judge one game in. 15 minutes. Um, but I think one guy that has to step up for the Rangers is Strom. 
Strong, he plays yeah. so well during the regular season. He missed the top left open, man. Shot wide. Yeah. Yo, man. I think the big he guys are going to have to perform or, or you're going to, you know, it's, I don't know. It's it's tough to say because I think the Rangers are a better team. I just think the only thing that the Penguins have going for them is they have a lot more playoff experience and you see right. that they're not, right. they're not intimidated. You know, guys like Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, Latang. Latang is unreal. I want to give a special shout out to Chris Latang because he had fucking 46, <clears throat> 46 minutes and forty one seconds. That's what it was on ice yeah. time. That's what it was. I know for thirty five years man. old. And, and listen, thirty five years old is not an old age, but to play at that level in the NHL with a very younger league, you know, oh, yeah. and speedy league. Yeah, he's unreal. He's yeah. unreal. I'm he's sure still unreal. They're gonna resign him. I'm sure. Of course. Gonna be dumb not to. But yeah, he's uh. He played unreal. Those are all guys that have won before, and mm-hmm. they know how to play. And you know, so it's going to be a test for the Rangers. It's a real test for them. The only thing that scares me about the Rangers, it, it seems like Shuriken's really keeping the minute. Um, right. And like I don't know, maybe some Ranger fans would disagree with me on that because I, I do think the Rangers blue line's playing good. K. Andre Miller, like you Fox. mentioned, yeah, Miller's p- playing big minutes for a young kid. Yep. He's playing real solid. Yep. Fox, of course, Truba's playing good. One guy I think that's playing real good, more limited minutes than Miller, is Braden Schneider. Right-handed shot kid from the WHL. He's playing unreal. Um, he doesn't look intimidated at all. He's playing a no. little physical. He's making the right plays. So um, the Rangers are just a little bit younger than Pittsburgh. Right. You know, and not right. as experienced, right. which that could go either way. So we'll see what happens. Um, I do think Shashirk is going to have to keep playing, like, on his, you know, it has got to be on his A game. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, he's going to have to play like lights out like he has been. But uh, I think he will. That's almost every goal. I, I, I think he will more so than Domingue or or uh, DeSmith. I mean, DeSmith played great. He did. But I, I just think, uh, I mean, hey, we'll see tonight. We'll see in the future. But I think Shesterkin will hold it down for them. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. What we're going to see tonight, two games in is a better judgment on the series for itself, sure. For, for sure. sure. But, uh, yeah, the, you know, Rangers are going to, the big guys are going to have to step up. And they did. Like I said, Kreider scored a big goal. I don't think Zabanjad played bad um, no. at all. And, no, not at all. You know, they, they're just, they're just going to have to keep playing well. Shirk is going to have to keep playing. They're going to have to score that big goal that Malkin was able to score in that third mm-hmm. OT. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to get that game-changing goal and capitalize on it. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what it usually comes down to in playoffs. So. They got to watch for Gensel. That shot is just lethal. Guy's a pure sniper, Jake Gensel. Yeah. I do see, I've seen a big uptick in Reeves hitting guys, which I like. Yeah. He's out there and, like, you know, Pittsburgh's trying to play hard and physical and Reeves is just hammering guys. And you could tell Pittsburgh's like, holy shit, you know. Like, it's, yeah. You know, so he's a game-changer because he could go out there and, lay someone out and then you, you got the other guy like Rooney picking up the puck and you know that that's hopefully that's the line that maybe gets things going and we chip one in you yeah know? they could get that greasy goal for sure one thing that scares me though is we, I just got the uh the tweet from Elliot Friedman that no good row or Ryan Lindgren tonight for the Rangers no Lindgren huh he, no. he played great game one too yeah he that's another guy great, I should have mentioned because he's a warrior um, he is no Dumoulin for Pitt oh I wonder if he got hurt when he fucking Push Kako in front of fucking DeSmith. I wonder right. if he got hurt on that play, huh? Maybe he got, like, uh, into a street fight with a Ranger fan or something <laughs> like that on the way up. But yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, good, losing good, I mean, I love Lindgren, but I think losing Goodrow is going to 
gonna hurt you because he's a uh, he's like that Swiss Army knife type of player. You <laughs> I know? like that. I he, like that. He and hits guys and yeah. whatnot. But that's why he, probably why you got hurt because he plays like an animal. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's those are two guys you don't want to lose in a playoff series, Lindgren and Goodrell, because they're, they're doing the dirty work for you. So I wonder who Lindgren. I wonder who goes in for Lindgren. That's uh, one thing I'm wondering about. Maybe uh, would it be Zach Jones? I think they already sent him to Hartford. I'm trying to think who they'd replace him with because Nemeth's already in the lineup. Schneider's yeah, Nemeth. Nemeth's in. He played. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the Rangers' depth like that, but I know I know you would know Jack. But uh, I mean, I I didn't see him call up Zach Jones, so I, that's I'm not really sure who they're gonna put in. It's you know, it's probably game time decision. Unless Libor Hayek is still up, but I don't think he's really been even playing. So I don't know if it'd be him. You know, he might be practicing. He hasn't seen any game action. Throw him in the playoffs like that. I don't know if that's a good move, but we'll see. We shall see. We shall see, folks. Um, that's really it, folks. That's all we got for this episode. Uh, we thank you all who is tuning in. And uh, we're looking forward to some more phenomenal hockey. Uh, we've already seen it so far. We got plenty more to come. And uh, we got an interesting Rangers versus... Pittsburgh Penguins game tonight. Oh yeah, couple couple good games tonight. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a nice nice pod going on. Uh, you know, sometime this weekend we'll get one in. But uh, yeah, we're looking to get our next one in on Saturday. Probably upload it Saturday night, maybe Sunday morning, depending on how drunk we get. Um, you know, it's uh, we love doing this. We're we're big hockey fans, and uh, we appreciate all those who has who have tuned in so far. We appreciate it, and uh. You know, like we said before, I know Jack mentioned it. Any any comments, any suggestions you guys would like us to talk about or mention uh, throughout the games, or even if it's upcoming off season. I mean, right now we like to focus on the playoffs, but uh, yeah, 100%. you know, let us know. We'll we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. We'll talk about it all day, every day. But when it comes to hockey, yeah. Any companies out there that want to offer us a contract to to read an ad? I'm pretty good at reading ads. Um, nah, but yeah, seriously, that is serious. By the way, you guys can totally reach out, but. Uh, they can find us on Spotify, right? Uh, yeah, we're, we're officially on Spotify. I'll put a post on it. Um, you can follow us on uh, JR Puck House on Instagram. You know, we're going to get out there. We're going to put our name out there. We're going to get on all types of social media. And um, we just we just look forward to to talking about hockey and making more content for all you guys and, and girls. Can't yep. leave them out. Ladies uh, and gentlemen. Yep, ladies and sure. gentlemen, yes. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Check us out on Spotify. And uh, we'll be back this weekend uh, with another interesting pot all the wrapping up all the playoff games and getting uh getting our opinion on it and like 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 rick said you know any um any tips or you know anything you guys want to hear you know feedback you want to give us we'd appreciate it for leaving someone out you want us to talk about a player or a team that we're kind of leaving out or not talking about enough we'll definitely hit them you know we're focusing on the playoffs like rick said mostly but don't worry yeah the playoffs are all we'll be talking about every team in depth so yeah absolutely um that yeah that really wraps it up folks uh this was episode three. Stay tuned for episode four. Coming soon. Rick Adams, Jack Farris. We're out of here. JR's Puck House. We're out.